Welcome to DePaul Download. I'm your host, Linda Blakely. In March of 2020, DePaul cut the ribbon on the Sasha and Eugene Jarvis Opera Hall. But as the pandemic took hold, its initial performances were canceled. This November, the Opera Hall will finally host its premiere show. On this episode, we take you behind the scenes of the show. We're joined by Harry Silverstein. He's the director of DePaul Opera Theater and chair of musical performance in the School of Music. Harry joins us today to talk about the renovated performance hall and how its unique design will serve opera students, other performers, and the community. Welcome, Harry. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. It's really a pleasure to be here with you. I appreciate that you've asked me. We heard that wonderful clip at the beginning of one of your students rehearsing for the upcoming performance of La Callisto. For those listeners who, like me, may not be as familiar with opera, what are the characteristics of the discipline? I think the difference between opera and uh, spoken theater, for instance, that people are singing the things that they have to say instead of just speaking them. And I think what makes it really then a really brilliant art form is that it becomes incumbent upon us as the artists who are performing it to make things so important that the audience feel there's a reason for people to be singing instead of talking. Since I think, Linda, neither you or I, when we're at the bus stop, sing to the people who are there with us. So there's something so special about the art form that everything's a little larger than life, a little more important than life. And in addition to that, some things about opera that make it special are the size of the orchestra, If we go to the lyrics, sometimes there's many as 110 musicians that are playing this beautiful music. And then the singers in opera, as the form was originally conceived, don't have microphones. So you have these incredible vocal artists who are able to be heard over 110 orchestra and 80 members of the chorus and still really have this effect on us. It's theater in every sense of the word. Yes, you know, it's absolutely it. So one of the very first things that I teach my students, the freshmen, when they come in in our first day is I ask them, what is the difference between acting and singing? And they all have this very detailed discussion about rhythm and pitch and through lines. And in the end, we all end up agreeing that, in effect, these are the same thing just were a little louder or a little more beautifully done. But all in all, we're all telling a story. So our producers visited a recent rehearsal to get a feel for the space and the performance. Let's take a listen. Resuscita, sconsolato. Yeah, no, sconsolato. That's like his name in this moment, right? Yeah. Even though it's a your poor guy. But it's like you're saying, ah, oh, feel better, feel better, Ralph. You know, come on, here we go. Risuscita, risuscita, sconsolato, e scaccia il torbido. La tua diva è il petto morbido nella pe- serpe pestifera. Mm, now, what are you telling him about her? Uh, she has a soft heart, that amorous well, snake loves me. Oh, she has a soft petto, which isn't really a heart. Just so tell us yeah. a bit about what's happening in the scene you're directing and how it fits into the plot of La Calisto. 
So this is a really fun part of the show. So the, one of our main characters, based on the um, half man, half goat god Pan, has been uh, pursuing the goddess Diana really for some time. And it's, their relationship just isn't working out very well. And Sylvan, who is one of the people from Pan's football team, if you might, you know, someone who supports him in, in his life in the forest, that is trying to make him feel better. And what was interesting for me with a person playing the role in the moment was that he says several times in a row the same word, risushita, which translates to, oh, feel better. I think everything will be all right. And we wonder why or how can we make these repetitions really interesting? And what is causing the character to say these things at this moment? So most of my encouragement there was uh, attempting to uh, excite the performer more about the things that he was performing. So when the performers are rehearsing, we're just hearing them and a harpsichord. Is that what the audience can expect when they go to see La Calisto? Mm. So, uh, no, the, there will be a really exciting Baroque-sized orchestra. So we will have uh, some contemporary instruments and some Baroque instruments. Our actual performance will be with three harpsichords and uh, violins and a bass and percussion and then um, two uh, Baroque instruments, a uh, Baroque harp and a Baroque essentially what became the cello. And I think this will make for a really exciting, beautiful sound. Let's talk about the hall itself. It was the Performing Arts Center before being rehab. What changes make it specifically an opera hall? There are a few things that I think are really special about a place where opera can happen. And it just requires a significant investment from the university in order to give us the best possible venue for making opera. And so we need a stage, of course, you know, and we have an orchestra pit. And this seems rudimentary in a way, but it's extremely important to be able to have what's happening on the stage and then a place for the orchestra to be in between what's happening on the stage and us as an audience. And then, and this is one of the real areas of brilliance of this hall, that the acoustics of the space must support both the sound of the orchestra and the sound of the singers and uh, allow both to express themselves beautifully. And particularly since we've come specifically to hear the singer sing, to give them the possibility to be heard over the orchestra while we're still getting all beautifully blended together. Uh, Another thing that we get that's truly marvelous that I'm not sure if you had a chance to be in our old theater, Linda, but it was a, a church And so it was pews. And for two and a half hours of opera, sometimes the pews were not quite so wonderful to sit in. And now we have a fantastic front of the house, beautifully done theater with the wonderful seating and very convenient and set up in a way that everyone can see the stage. So all these elements really support us 
in being able to enjoy the opera without the distractions. One of the operas I've had the privilege of seeing was Tosca at the Sydney Opera House, a huge, iconic hall. Our opera hall is obviously much smaller. How does that change the experience for performers and the audience? There are two things that happen as a result of that. Now, the opera, because of the size of the voices and the size of the orchestra, has often found its way into very large halls. And that there's quite the experience being in a space with uh, 150 musicians. And the experience that we'll get in um, Jarvis Hall is slightly different than that. Uh, conversely, it's brilliantly set up for young people who are just embarking upon a career and gives them a chance to fill this space with their voices without having to worry about performing for 4,000 people. And uh, in addition, I think a marvelous thing about it is that it gives us a really intimate experience between the performers and the audience. And as it turns out, particularly with Broke Opera, which was at its invention, uh, appearing in similar sized venues to the one that we have. So I think that the experience for both the singers and the audience is going to be really special in this opera house. The performers in La Calisto are primarily students. How will the new hall improve DePaul's opera program? First off, we get to rehearse in the space that we perform in. This is an incredible luxury that uh, virtually no one gets this opportunity anywhere, mostly because the expense of trying to rent a theater for five or six weeks, which is the period of time that we rehearse. Secondly, the attractive nature of this hall, that this reflects beautifully on the program, on the School of Music, on DePaul University. And it's exciting to the students that the first time I was able to walk them through the space, their eyes were the size of saucers to be able to be in such a beautiful, wonderful, exciting theatrical experience without even anything on the stage yet. Finally, there are times that the venue can actually uh, distract from the work that's being done. So for instance, the noise that's outside the theater, or the uh, if you had had a, had a chance to see our operas in the old venue, we actually had the orchestra on stage with the performers. The orchestra on one half of the stage and the performers on the other half of the stage. And it was an interesting experience, but I think that each distracted from the other instead of being able to fully support each other as they are now. And I think those are all things that are truly special to having a new theater with new performances. In addition to helping students, the School of Music is hoping the hall will also be a community space. Tell me more about what that will look like. Well, you know, our dream is twofold regarding our relationship to the community from the opera program. And the first part is uh, our invitation for the community to join us, that the possibility for people to see opera, which I think is the greatest art form there is, is uh, significant 
for people who are seeing perhaps the first opera or haven't had a chance to be involved in anything like this. And our ticket price is very low, $10, $5. And we even support community members coming in for no cost. And in this way, we're sharing our art form with the community that we're in. Then equally, this is a brilliant space. And the opera program, although we perform three times a year, still do not take up all of the weeks that are available during the year. And that this gives us an opportunity to support other people making opera in Chicago in our fantastic space. Thus, people are coming here to perform and people are coming here in order to enjoy the art form. And we're excited by both of those opportunities. That says a lot about the students and about the program. What would you say to community members who are intimidated by opera or think it's not quite for them? How would you encourage them to attend a performance? We somehow have gotten a picture of opera, I think mostly from Bugs Bunny cartoons, that it is somehow you know, difficult or frightening or not for everyone. And the absolute converse is true, that it's completely for everyone. And it's an audience of people that are there to enjoy an art form. And everyone doesn't wear white tie and tails to go to the opera. Instead, we're happy for you to come in jeans and a t-shirt and just come in and sit down, share a little time with us and experience something that you will remember certainly for the rest of your life. On that note, the La Calisto performance is on November 12th and 14th. How can listeners buy tickets? Oh, great question, Linda. Thank you very much. So uh, the very easiest way is to find us online at DePaul University School Music site, where you will be able to buy tickets online. People are also welcome to call us uh, in our box office. There's a box office in the Holtschneider Performance Center, which is adjacent to the opera building. I would add this specifically for the performance of La Calisto, that as is the case in Chicago, that you'll have to bring proof of being vaccinated. And also, as is the case currently in Chicago, everyone is wearing a mask. Are there other upcoming performances this school year that listeners should be on the lookout for? You bet. So the DePaul Opera Theater performs three times each year, and we have a very exciting schedule for the rest of this year. So along with La Calisto in November, we're doing Verdi's opera Falstaff in March, and then we're doing the Leonard Bernstein opera musical theater piece called Candide, and that performs in June. Well, we will watch for those events. We hope to hear more about the opera program and its successes in the new hall. Thank you for being on the podcast, Harry. Well, thank you, Linda, for having me very much. For more about the Opera Hall and School of Music's performances, check out their website, music.depaul.edu. I'm your host, Linda Blakely. Thank you for listening to DePaul Download presented by DePaul's Division of University Marketing and Communications.